Frequency Cast Update. Hi, this is Carl. And this is Pete. Each month we bring you the Frequency Cast podcast, our tantalising take on technology. The mini show you're listening to now is designed to keep you updated while we're busy working on the next show. So, Pete, whilst we're busy working on the next show, do you want to tell me what's been going on? A couple of little news items I thought I'd pass on. The first one is quite a big one for the BBC and BT. Okay, so the BBC and BT have been up to things. What are they? Well, finally, at last, the BBC iPlayer is going to be available on BT Vision. Fantastic, but I thought it already was. Well, it kind of was. There was a lot of BBC catch-up content on there, but not the full BBC iPlayer experience. Now it looks like BT Vision is finally about to launch the full BBC iPlayer. In the next couple of months, there'll be a software update, and it will be phased in between early July and April 2011. Now I can really say fantastic. Next bit of news, there was a big posting earlier this week on the Apple iTunes site about some important and exciting news. Was it the launch of something Apple-related? If I were to say to you something else famous to do with Apple, specifically a record label, what would that mean to you? I was going to say Newton, but the Beatles, of course. Yes, indeed. For a long, long while, the Beatles' music has not been available to those using iPods and iTouches and iPhones and the like because there was a problem with clearing the Beatles' music for use on the iTunes iStore. Okay. But for the first time, the Beatles' music is going to be available up on iTunes. Good, that's a long-awaited star role. Absolutely. The deal, which means the Beatles will be sold online for the first time, follows years of talks between EMI and Apple. Apparently, Sir Paul McCartney said, we're really excited to be bringing the Beatles' music to iTunes. It's fantastic to see the songs we originally released on vinyl receive as much love in the digital world as they did first time round. Fantastic. That's three fantastics in a show, but what else have you got for me? I want to show you this picture. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah, the Nubbers tag. Yes, for those that don't know, we featured this many, many years ago. This is a little white plastic rabbit that sits on your desk and has little waggly ears. Do you remember him? Yeah, the magnetic waggly ears that you could pull off. Please don't pull my ears. Well, it looks like the company that actually made these originally doesn't exist anymore, but they've been bought out by somebody new, and they're releasing the next generation of Nubbers tag. Well, thank goodness for that, because I thought me learning how to pronounce that word was a waste of time, but clearly... <laughs> It was one of those bits of research that was well worth it in the end. And talking of research, we want to thank the lovely Michael Johnson, one of our regulars, who popped up in our forum and said, look at this, look, 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 and has been spamming us with links to this uh, weird little character. It's now called the Carrots, as opposed to the Numbers Tag, and that's got a Z, a K and a Z, so it's K-A-R-O-T-Z. It has better voice recognition, a new voice synthesizer, and, best of all, a webcam with face recognition, so it can look at you. I can't wait. Are we going to get one? I don't know. I can't really bring myself to do it. We've already got a chumby, and we've already got an old nabbers tank. Do we really want another carrots? Okay, so moving on. Shall we have some feedback? Sounds brilliant. Okay, off you go. Right, yes, three bits of mail that we want to cover before our next show, uh, and I'll get you to read the questions. Let's have a crack at this one first. Lots of words. See how you get on with that one there. You're just being cruel, aren't you? Can't I do the first one? There's only one line. I'll go on them. Right, uh, this is to you, Pete. Have you passed the M6 Foundation yet? Ah, yeah, and who's that one from? Uh, 73S2EO... Some sort of computer server, by the looks of it. 73S. Radio amateurs are going to shoot you for that one. Uh, This is actually from Tony Anderson at 2E0IKH. I was going to see if you got that around the wrong way or anything. 73S actually means 73s, which is how radio amateurs say best regards. Of course, I knew that. 2-4 for a coffee. 7-Eleven? Or is that a shop? can't remember. 
And 2E0, I can tell you from my exam, means that he is an intermediate licence holder based in the UK. So that means he's far beyond you. Yes, exactly. He knows how to turn things on and off. I just know how to shout into microphones. Uh, Yes, Tony, I have indeed passed my foundation. I am now M6 Papa Sierra India. And if ever we get the chance to QSO, I shall happily send you a QSL. There you go. Thank you, Tony. Right. Now we go back to the English part of the show. Paul Stone's got in touch. We have movie download services from Sony on the PS3. Sky, anytime, of course, requires Sky and BB. Uh, BT Vision requires BT and BB. Apple TV and soon Film 4 on the internet. And, of course, Love Film on the PS3. Okay, so what Paul's talking about here is the various on-demand services that are now offering HD movies in the UK. By the way, BB is broadband, in case you didn't know. I thought it was bed and breakfast. Okay, thanks for that. (laughs) What I'd like to know is what is the best value service for HD movies and which ones have full 5.1 surround sound? Well, that's not an easy answer. It depends what you're after, and it all depends on the content. So um, BT Vision, I'd rule out straight away. They don't offer enough HD content to make it worthwhile. Sky and their Anytime service, it's only available to certain people. Um, Quite a good selection, not the largest that's out there. Virgin's a pretty good selection, and the new Apple TV stuff is actually quite good out of those various ones out there. Um, As to what you mean by best value, are you thinking subscription or subscription-free? I think what you're saying is you need clarification on the question, yes? Partly on the question, yes. Yes, what exactly is he looking for for best value? Are you after the cheapest or are you after the widest range of content? I'd also like to throw it out there to the listeners. Perhaps we can answer it in a bit more detail in the the full show that starts uh, in December and see what people do think. I'm actually fairly impressed with Apple TV, but uh, let's see what everybody else out there thinks. If you watch HD On Demand, let us know which you think is the best of value. Fantastic. And the next one, of course, is from Tish. He's just listened to the Apple TV broadcast. Cute, but you missed the killer feature for technophobes. It can also use other manufacturers' remote controls. What's he on about now? Why does he talk? He's as weird as you are. Hello, Tish. Yes, Tish and I know each other from a former life. Hello, glad you're still listening to us. Yes, it's a nice little feature, and actually one we missed. Slap on the wrist for Pete. Ow! And you don't have the excuse of falling under a bus, do you? So what he's talking about is, you know the Apple TV box, the one that we covered last month, the little handheld thingy that you plug into your telly? I remember it very well. Very small, very compact and very useful. Right. Well, you can actually control it with any remote control. You don't have to use the little Apple one and you don't have to use the iPhone app. It's capable of learning, which is rather nifty. Nifty, helpful, useful. So if you've got a remote control, like for your telly, and it's got some spare buttons on that you never use, you can get your Apple TV to work from those buttons. So as an example, you go into, on the Apple TV, Settings, General, Remotes, and you can select Learn Remote. And it gives you this little screen here, which has... Up, down, left and right, select and menu. And what you do is when it highlights on the up, you press a spare button on any old remote control that you like, and it will memorise what the up command on your remote is. So you can use your own standard TV remote rather than having to use the Apple one. Well, it's a clever little gadget then, isn't it? We did miss that one, but now we've corrected it. Thank you for pointing it out to us. I feel duly slapped. And I miss you too. Right, next. Ah, right. Oh, yeah, next. Actually, I've got a question for you. Why are we using paper and not your Kindle? We used to use a Kindle for our our little sort of scrappy show notes that we bring in with us. But, yeah, mine's actually sitting at home at the moment, not not being in the work environment. It's, um, I'm using it to read books. You what? Instead of using it as a tool for uh, for broadcast purposes, it's a book. I'm actually going back to reading books. I'm finding I'm reading so many books on the Kindle now. You just get from weird to worse, don't you? Enjoying your books? Because they are advertising the Kindle on TV now, aren't they? Oh, they are indeed. I Actually, yeah, the one I'm reading at the moment... Have you ever heard of World War Z? No, I've heard of World... 
War of the Worlds. I've heard of World War One, World War Two, World War Z. What about the other twenty-five? I thought you could say World of Warcraft then for a minute. No, why would I say that? World War Z, very good. The zombies take over. <laughs> do, do I have any interest in zombies? Other than I work with one, no. Thank you very much. So I want to thank my old chum, James M., whose name we can't mention for legal reasons. Can't we? Why is he a zombie? We actually met him up at the Gadget Show. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. So, I know, he was selling things, wasn't he? That's him, yes. Well, he's still a listener, apparently. In actual fact, he might even be listening to us now on a commute into London on his headphones. And I tried to explain to him that if you actually sit there with your headphones on listening to things like our podcast, you look a bit like a zombie, don't you? Huh? Anyway, thank you, James. You turned me on to World War Z, which is written ten years after the zombie war and kind of explains how the zombie war kicked off. Very interesting reading. Thank you very much. Thank you, James. Look forward to seeing you at the next Gadget Show. What next? What do we want to talk about next, then? One other thing that's really been miffing me this week. All right, what's that, then? Do you want to sit down, talk about it, lay on the couch? Well, let me just show you our stats for the month. This is our November web stats. Now, have a look at that. It starts at the first of the month, goes right up to today. Anything odd you find about that? What the hell happened on the 12th? Yes, exactly. Not good. Uh, I woke up to an alarm telling me that the uh, frequency car server was off. Sorry, what time is this? Oh, I wake up at about 10 o'clock most mornings. <laughs> Early start to the day then, obviously. So yes, Friday morning, Friday the 12th, uh, the frequency car server was off and was off and on for most of the day, which isn't particularly good. Right, why does that happen then? Whose fault was that? <clears throat> Don't get me started. Again, James M, if you're listening, we really could have done with your sysadmin support on Friday, that's for sure. We were told that there was too much traffic, but as you can see from our stats, there's not a lot of traffic there, is there? No. Not what time is this? Ten in the morning. And then we were told there were too many users on the system, which didn't seem particularly true either. Doubtful. And what it actually transpires is this. I need to show you another screenshot here. This is our server admin screen that shows us how much memory the server has. Tell me what that says there. Uh, 1,001.30 megabytes. Right, so that's one gig of memory on our server. Okay. This is our contract with Namsco, our hosting company. Oh, that looks formal. How much memory should we have? Two gig. Hmm. So it looks like they only put in half the memory that they should have done, and that's why our server fell over. So yes, to all our listeners that couldn't download the show on Friday, couldn't get onto our website, and have been sending us messages and tweets wondering why we were off and where we've gone, um, we have had a problem with our server. Namsco are putting it right for us, uh, and it's been a little bit of a, a stressful few days getting our server back in order. Very stressful for me. I've only just found out about it. There you go. So that's it for our little update. I would like to say that there is still the opportunity for anyone listening to decide what we cover in our next show. And because we've been playing around with websites quite a lot, I was actually wondering whether anybody was interested in us doing a sort of a how-to-get-your-own-website up and running or how-to-do-blogging-for-the-first-time, that kind of thing. I think it sounds like a wonderful idea, Cliff. Well, there you go. If you would be interested in us doing anything a little out of the ordinary, or even you have a suggestion for something we should cover, we're not after reviews. We've got something to review for the next show. What we're after is the main focus. What would you like us to focus in on? And if you've got any ideas, the magic text number is... 07882-043-521. Sitting there on your train, you're sitting there at home listening on your PC, get your phone out, text us 07882-043-521. Cost of a standard text. We would love to know what you'd like us to cover in our December show. Well, that's it for this update. Our next full-length show is due out on the 1st of December. Visit www.frequencycast.co.uk to get in touch and to sign up for news updates. And be ready for our next tantalising take on technology. Please tell your chums about us and... Spread the word! Frequency Cast. Update complete.